Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Perspective. Guys, let's get into this, man. You know, just yesterday, yesterday, you guys, oh, oh my God, as a matter of fact, you guys are probably going to hear, yeah, I'm probably going to put this on Monday just to give you guys a little psych me, get me up, you know, to start off the week and whatnot. Now, you guys already know that I am the good old uh, 33 already. And I've been through a lot, and you guys probably heard my stories uh, on the 33rd uh, podcast. But today I want to talk about building your own table, making your own table. We have a tendency, and I'm going to give you guys a big metaphor today, of going to other people's tables when we're not even wanted, when they give us the cold shoulder. They don't even accept us until they know who we are. And then they begin to accept us. Guys, it's kind of like this. Put yourself in this situation. I know that the majority of you are maybe in school, maybe out of school, maybe you're 20, 30 years old. You guys know those moments where maybe in the cafeteria at your school back in high school. Now, I remember this because obviously me being back in high school um, or not even high school, middle school, I would always want to sit at the cool table. You guys know what the cool table is. You guys go watch all those bullshit ass Netflix series, right? or the Netflix films. It's always, you know, the setting's always in a high school and there's always that kid that just seems just so out of bounds. They see, seem very uncomfortable. They feel like they are not wanted. And they try to sit at someone else's table and then everyone gets up and they move to another table. That's how I felt, not in high school and whatnot, but this, that's how I felt back in 2017, 2018, even 2019. I felt like I was trying to consistent, always sit at someone else's table. So there was a gym. There was a gym. One of them had closed down, but, you know, the, the other branch is still open. And, you know, because there were just so many amazing people there, I wanted to always be around them because I felt like they knew something that I didn't know, that they were very rich, that they were very successful, a lot of different things. But it always felt like I was at a place. Always. I'm talking always. And so there were times where, you know, there would be special functions. It would be like a Halloween or a Christmas and I see everyone together or they invite me. But when I get there, it just feels like I'm the odd one out and everyone's conversing with everyone else and they're just leaving me out. And I'm like, you know what? I just don't feel comfortable here. And, you know, back in, you know, when I used to do the classes back in 2018, training for the Spartan, I stopped going to them because I felt like I was the always the odd one out. And guys, this isn't like, oh, black this. No, no. This was a concoction of a lot of different nationalities. We're talking Americans. We're talking Germans. We're talking Bulgarian. We're talking everybody. But it seemed like always that the high so, the ultra, the super high society ones were always the ones that said, you know, they pick and choose, you know, who to be around. I remember I was having a discussion with uh, one of the shareholders' uh, husbands and while I was having a conversation with him, it was like she needed the attention. She, you know, she pulled on his arm and he looked at her and I don't know what it was, but it was like, no, we were having a conversation and she did that just to get his attention so he could stop talking to me. And I'm like, dude, this is the group that I would like to always, you know, these are the people that I would surround myself with. These are the people that I would do Spartan races with and do these challenges with. And then after a while I said, Arsenio, do you even appreciate these motherfuckers? Like, okay, you know, not everyone feels like that because there were some trainers in that in there that I actually felt like a really good bond with. But to be honest with you, you know, it was like going to these gyms where, you know, everyone knew each other and I didn't know anyone. It felt like I was always trying to sit at someone else's table is what I'm trying to say. 
and I felt so out of place. And after that, I would have like this sour taste in my mouth. And maybe you would say it's a limiting beliefs. Maybe you could say it's, you know, maybe it's negative feelings towards something or negative feelings, feelings that were resurfacing from all the hate and racism that I had gotten in this country. I had no idea. But in 2019, man, I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I don't want to try to go into the gym or go into this place and be someone's friend when they're not my friend, when they're two-faced it, when they just want to speak to me whenever they want to. Point taken, you know, there was a lady uh, at the gym that I would uh, always go to. She was always there in the morning class. But to be honest with you, she would just talk to me some days and completely ignore me the other days, even when I said hello. Guys, we're working out in that same group in a very small area of gym. So she would be talking to these people or she would completely ignore me and talk to someone else and do this. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, check this out. And I said it because towards the end, I just hated it so much that I just tried being away from there uh, as much as I could because I just didn't like being around them. And like towards the end of 2019, leading into, of course, the shutdown, I stopped going there during those times. Or when I went there, I just completely ignored her. I ignored everyone, all the women because they were two-faced it, just unbelievably two-faced it. Or they would just have these snobby ass attitudes. So I'm like, you know what? Hey, why are we even like, why are we even talking? It was the greatest uh, blessing in disguise when everything shut down because I never went back to that gym. And I never felt like that again. I don't feel like I need to go and fit in in places. And this podcast is about you creating your own table. Guys, there was a lot of stuff mentally last year before that shutdown. That was hindering everything and all my success. I didn't know Brendan Bouchard. I think I knew him very sparingly just because I heard his podcast on impact theory, but that's it. I didn't know that I would end up like inheriting everything and end up becoming my, you know, a high performance coach too. And so in saying that, I think through going through the transformation program and going through everything and just building up on my personal development is what I'm telling you. When I started committing to that, I realized, Arsenio, man, you got your own table. You have your own table, and it's up to you to sit at this table and be of service and create your own audience. Stop sitting at other people's tables because you're not them and you'll never be them. You know, I was fronting trying to be cool with people who I wasn't, you know, actually cool with. Or, you know, there was this uh, this huge Instagram uh, influencer. She has like 80,000 followers and, you know, try hanging out with her a number of times. She just kept pushing me away. And the next thing you know, I realized that she was with this tatted freak of a chef. And I'm like, dude, stop fronting the fuck out of my face. Block. This other guy, the fuck out of my face. Block. Guys, I'm done with these fake connections. If you want to be cool, be cool. If you're not cool, then just let that shit go. At some point, you know, with the, you know, and I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I'm kind of close, but I was close before this next lockdown that's already been one month ongoing. Um, And I was kind of close to, uh, you know, some of the women in there, but there were times where four of those women would be sitting down and I just feel completely out of place. And I'm like, you know what? I just do not feel right in this gym anymore. I stopped going there for about three months because I felt like, you know what? I just don't want to be here anymore. Cause I felt like it wasn't them taking me for granted, but it was kind of like, nah, I really don't want to speak to you. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So you guys were cool. The first nine sessions. 
And now this session, you just completely ignore me. So again, this made me do another audit because I only have two of those, you know, passes left, but do I really want to go back to that gym? Like, do I really want to go back there to that gym? Because I just feel like I'm trying to sit at someone else's table. And so that's why building those core desire feelings and really going with what Gia has to say. Gia, meaning that pleasurable, like I love to work out, but who do I like to work out with? Do I feel like I give my good energy to everyone else? Now, the thing is, we built up that relationship again when I started going back there because I was like, you know what, man, I'm kind of falling apart. I need to get back there. Let me just go back there. Didn't really have to because it's just I lack discipline. But of course, now I don't have to ever go back there. But now that it's shut down and hopefully it's shut down for the next two, three months, don't really care. I never have to go back there. So if I never have to go back there, why am I still friends with these particular people on my uh, what is it on my Instagram and stuff like that? I just, I, I don't want, you don't have to force situations. You do not have to force someone to be your friend. You show up every day and you emanate the way you want to emanate to the rest of the world and people will come to your table. You sit at that table by yourself and people will come there. You know, this is something I always talked about out here in Thailand, especially back four years ago. And I talked about all these ridiculous trash ass influencers that are out here. Of course, all the, you know, Caucasians that come here and they came here and now they're very popular just because they're Caucasian. They have blonde hair and blue eyes. Hey, fantastic. You came to a completely dilapidated country and you now you're able to, uh, it, it, you, that's the only reason why you're popular here because you want to be popular back in your country. Right. I'm just I'm just telling you, though, this is the only reason why people come to Southeast Asia. I really hate to say that because I know I got some, probably some Southeast Asians who are listening to me, but they listen to me. Well, I'm sorry, not people, but men come here for one sole purpose. And it's because obviously of being rejected for so long in their country, they come here. They end up becoming big time because of course, women in this country hold them up like a trophy and say, oh, my God, he's the greatest white man in the world. And guess what? Boom. He gets knighted. He becomes the king, and there it is. Congratulations. But I tell you right now, now that I'm big time, just like I said four years ago, I set that intention. But I never want any of these fools, these Instagram models, these influencers to ever speak to me, ever to look at me. Don't ever follow me. I don't like any of you. Do, and, and, and let's just keep it that way. And it's not me saying that, at all. oh, you have a lot of hate. No, 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 You had the ability at one point, Thai women and the Caucasian men in this country, to speak and to stand up for black men who were being racially discriminated against. You had that ability to allow a black man sit at your table and you said no. All the trash-ass schools out here, you had the ability to hire a black teacher, but you didn't. Why? Because you believe white men. I was, I was uh, going up to beat uh, the SkyTrain today. And women over 40 in this country, normally they're very, very nasty individuals. And it's funny. She saw me. She literally took a 90-degree turn to the left for about five steps and another 90-degree turn to the right. This is the ignorance that I have to deal with in Asia. In Asia as an African-American. And so if we're going to put it out there or Asian lives and black lives, let's put, let's put all lives out there. Let, we got we to talk about what's happening with, uh, of course, what's happening in Palestine right now. 
with Israel just completely attacking them and vice versa. We got to put, we got to fan out everything. Black people are hated in a, on the continent of Asia. Don't, I don't want Asians to say, oh yeah. And I understand Asians are being, Asian Americans are being, being beaten by their own fellow Americans. But at the same time, we got to uh, talk a little bit about how you same Asian Americans, your people don't hate black, uh, hate black people too. Now you guys don't necessarily beat us, but you will deny us all opportunities possible because you hate us based on the color of our skin. It's the truth. Fan out the fuck. You got to fan out the ugly. So in saying that, the reason why I made this podcast is because so long I'm try- I've been trying to sit at other people's tables when I could have just sat at my own table. For such a long time, I could have just ignored everything and everything that is happening around me to be able to look at myself in hindsight and say, you know what? You are a magnificent individual. Why are you continuing to belittle yourself and to sit at other people's tables when you should be making your own goddamn table? If anyone here in Thailand ever tries to speak to me, I blocked literally every soul imaginable. Every soul imaginable on my Instagram. You guys can never contact me. Never. Keep your ignorance to your ignorance. Do not change because you know who I am. And that is the beauty of living here in this country. Is because regardless of who I am, guys, I practically have the number one podcast for a foreigner in this country. Pretty much. But I love it because at the same time, they don't listen to me. Or they do listen to me, but they stay quiet. Good. Stay quiet. Stay afar. And because your hate, your bigotry, your fascism, it has catapulted me to some of the greatest heights in my life right now, currently. And so in saying that, people, when you're in a cafeteria, sit at a table with no people. It takes courage to do that. And when you sit there, you don't need, you don't need anyone's attention. You don't need to show anyone anything. You just be the person you are. And then if someone wants to sit down at your table, you can say, sure, don't get up and leave. But if they start saying, hey, are you that guy? Say, no, I'm not that guy. Can you find someone else to sit? Because now they are sitting there predicated on who you are now, not who you were. I want you guys to sit down at my table knowing what I went through in 2014, 15, 16. That's what I want. So in saying that, people, that's what I got for you today. Over and out.